Welcome to episode number 57 of the Caffeine Crew cast of pods. This episode, we'll be talking about digital consumption. I am your host, Rob, from the Next Level Network, and joining me tonight is Bill. Howdy who? Cat. Hi. Jess. Greetings. And Fish. Look, I said I'm not doing any voices. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So... Um, before I forget, because I want to make sure I get this out of the way, uh, so I apologize for the lateness of the episode. Um, Ben and I have been working on a new podcast, which just got launched today, the day of recording. So that'll be coming out every Thursday from now until Halloween night. So sorry for the delay. Um, so we will still be probably doing a episode for near the end of December for our October episode, then November, and then we'll do our year end, uh, which will be Star Wars. So, um, so yeah, like I said, it'll be kind of fun to do. But before we go on with anything else, uh, let's kick off the show the way that we sh- uh, kick off every other episode. And would everybody here rather be stranded on a desert island with either a VHS tape or a DVD as your only survival tool? Uh, I will start with fish tonight. Oh, I'm going with the VHS tape. There's so many components to that that are usable, uh, even if they're just short term. Um, you can sharpen pieces of the plastic into some sort of shiv so that you can make sure you can kill the things that you're trying to catch. Um, just thinking survival wise. Um, call it the Eagle Scout and me or uh, call it the survivalist. I, I'm going to go with the VHS tape. I'm going to just join you in that. I think the VHS tape is the right call. You have a couple screws in there. You've got the actual tape itself, so which you can twist and use for to tie off things. Probably make a little, like you mentioned even earlier, kind of like a tiny little net for right. maybe catching like fish yes. or something along those lines. And you're right, that plastic is a hell of a lot thicker than a DVD. So I think you get a lot more uses out of it. So I'm going to join you in that. Cat. Uh, I'm going to go with the DVD. Reason? Um, honestly, it's a very sharp implement when you break it up. I, I used to, like when you were younger and they handed out all those like AOL little DVD things, everyone used to break them up and like try to make things with them. And I'd have tons of little sharp implements then to utilize. So you things. just need a lot of stabby things. Yeah. Okay. That makes I think sense. that's fair. Jess. Yeah. I'm going to agree with Kat. You can break <laughs> it up and fashion it into a spear or multiple <laughs> spears or little daggers. Um, VHS tape. Sure. You have the actual tape itself. But you can find tape-like things naturally on a deserted island. That's true. You can just dry out plants. Right. No, I get that. (laughs) I I think our our thought process was VHS tapes, the plastic is thicker than that of a DVD. And using that for spears as well. So, but... Maybe. Bill? I'm going to completely go off with (laughs) both lines of thought here and say I'm going with the DVD... Because it's super reflective, and mm-hmm. I'll be use it to be able to use it to signal smart. passing ships, Very passing planes, smart. and get rescued rather quickly. <laughs> instead of having to pull off a uh, a Tom Hanks <laughs> castaway type of thing, and eventually create Wilson out of DVD. <laughs> Or VHS tape. Thank you very much. <laughs> Either or. I mean, I mean, I could use it to, to carve out, you know, a big help in the sand. Yeah. And then, you know, and then turn it and around. And use be like, the shiny part. Yeah. That's very reflective. That's the sound of, you know, me bouncing sun rays off of my DVD. I mean, I'm just using mine for a survival tool. I don't care about getting off that island. People are Rob's going to live there forever. Oh, 
Fuck that. I need to be back in civilization, drinking my cider, eating my food that I buy from a grocery store and not find and kill myself. I think you're taking it a little far, but... I'm not going to be trapped. I'm not going to be trapped at all. Good. I'm it's good. not going to be a lesser fair about this. So the reason we're obviously bringing up old forms of physical media, and I hate to say call them old forms because technically they're both kind of there at this point. Not Beta many Max. people really, really buy. Um, Laser disc. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But no one's really buying any forms of DVDs anymore. No one's really buying VHS tapes unless you're collectors for the most part. I mean, if you usually are buying a disc, it's usually, in most cases, like a Blu-ray or some people buying 4K um, because most people have turned to a digital future. So I figured the best way we can really start this conversation is kind of the way that we usually start most of these conversations by going into the Way Way Back machine. So growing up, you know, how do you guys, did you primarily, you know, consume entertainment growing up as kids? Cat? Books. All I did was read. Well, I know all the time, but, I mean, and I would like, go to the library. Mm. Okay, and so that, that's what yes, my, that and that's, that's how what I, I mean by that. Like, yes, yeah, so we would because I mean the library is the affordable way to read all of the things because you can just rent everything for free. Um, so we would go and like every two weeks I would bring my giant tote bag full of books, carry them out, and then come back in with all them back, and I read all them, and then I would get a whole new whole new batch. So I blew through so many books. Jess? Oh, yeah, same. <laughs> books. Uh, the library was a really big part of my summers because the library would have like little activities for kids oh, and stuff. Fun. So we would always go and I would get all the books I could find. Um, weirdly enough, we never really rented movies from no. the library. We would go to the, the rental store. Yeah, yeah. To, yeah, we'll uh, come around to that in a West second. West Coast Video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Oh, I remember and, West Coast. Uh, the one right, yeah. right here. And we would do it that way. But mostly books and then tv yeah was how i consumed okay my media fish uh television yeah yeah <laughs> no no doubt about it um i i was you know the right age for the big 80s cartoons on saturday mornings mm-hmm. i was uh the more you know boom right you know I, absolutely um and it just was the go-to thing I, i'm not saying i didn't read books it's just television was the primary place that i consumed my media uh from the transformers he-man and whatever else was on tv at that time fair bill tv and video games yeah Uh, yeah i mean i got a nintendo really early on um when i was like four or five and used that to further my reading skills which was (laughs) wonderful uh because i needed to know how to beat levels and needed to read nintendo power (laughs) So magazines as well. Hey, magazines, there Nintendo Power magazine. Actually, I'm not gonna lie. That was kind of how what got me really jump started into reading in general and being able to understand and comprehend was oddly enough, video games, instruction books, yep. yeah, like yep. hint guides, Game Pro magazine, Nintendo Power, all that stuff. Oh yeah, that was a big one. But like yeah, for me, like I would say I, I'm kind of a blend between you and, and Fish. Really, I like I had my collection of VHS tapes that I had from you know growing up that was more than cats five so <laughs> it's true. Um, there were only so we, we created an entire episode for you to talk about your five vhs tapes VHS. <laughs> so, yes yeah it's true I, there's I, way more disney movies than that this is a it's problem true. actually no we did have some of the disney movies okay. like the disney but movies we 
for them with oh. our cousins because our cousins each like you know michelle and stuff they grew up they had a set amount and then jewel did and i would always like i remember trading hansel and gretel the canon edition with um jewel for the little mermaid because i wanted to see it yeah so we would trade because we only really had very limited collections so i think you need to bring back the pun bell but instead of using puns anytime <laughs> canon fairy tales or the last uh you know the last unicorn come up it's just ding 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 ding, ding. <laughs> you're the worst bro <laughs> but disney movies so disney movies were a really interesting thing because disney movies on vhs were in those big like Fancy puffy shells. cases yeah, they were like my first memories and of I remember VHS media. They were the Sorry. worst things ever. Like <laughs> I love them, but they were the worst things right. ever. I'm gonna pause the conversation there, put on Ravenclaw hat, and I'm gonna ask the one person at the table that may actually know the answer to this question. Fish, yes. do you remember how much VHS tapes cost in early 1980s? Oh, um, you mean blank ones or no, like okay. like things with with, with, with oh. movies on them. Somewhere between ten and fifteen dollars. Incorrect. Oh, <laughs> I remember. I, I I think at my dad's house. I still have a copy uh, up in the attic. But I had Puff the Magic Dragon. We're talking about like a twenty-five minute cartoon. Okay. Suggested retail price sixty-nine ninety-nine. Well, that's a Disney. Damn. One. No, it's not. No. No, Puff the Magic Dragon was a just like a. I think it was like yeah, it was family home entertainment. Okay. It was like an FHG brand. Yeah, yeah. Like, but no, like VHS tapes cost a fortune. It wasn't until huh. like mid to late 80s that you saw VHS prices start well, to dramatically drop to more like a late 80s. Like, <laughs> you know 20 to 30 dollar price right. range right. Well, yeah so you were about to say oh something. I was saying sorry Pete's <laughs> Dragon is the Disney one you yes, were thinking correct. of yes. with Elliot yeah, right. yeah. wow what the, the yes uh, yeah the, I, I, <laughs> Seventy nine ninety five to eighty nine ninety five. I've been on price for most videos. He's got all the random information. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm being. I was being brutally honest. When I was a kid, wow, that's a that's quite the price drop. I didn't realize that's where they had started. Ours were way cheaper then. Still, even like that was by like nineteen eighty four, eighty five, give or take. I would say sounds about right. Even in like nineteen nineties, blank tapes priced at twenty dollars. Like, uh, I guess, like, a pack of blank tapes is still, like, $72 nowadays. Yeah. It's still ridiculous. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. I mean, really it was... Really ridiculous. You also have to think about the average household. There was a format war back then, like, when Fish and I were growing up, yeah. because there was Betamax, which was what, like, television studios used to use. It was a right. higher quality, but VHS was just making its inroads into homes. Like, yeah. by, like, 1983, 84, like, we had a top-loading VHS player, like... <laughs> Oh where it God. popped up, you put the thing in, and you pushed it Aww. down. And that's why the, the NES looked like the way it did, like the old Nintendo. Oh, uh, we had a Betamax that did that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was that was the reasons on a lot of that stuff. So huh. Ravenclaw cap. <laughs> Separate rewinders. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot for books, too. The other main source of acquiring books was uh, the Scholastic Book Fairs as kids. Heck Absolutely. Because yeah. that Absolutely. was fantastic. That's where I got, like, a lot of my favorites. We talked about the Scholastic Book Fair uh, in the first episode of Still Friend of the Dark. <laughs> so, yes, we did. <laughs> um, so, Nell, to piggyback onto that same topic, um, did anybody's family here really heavily limit what you could or couldn't watch, read, play, things like that? Cat. So I was allowed to read whatever I wanted. That was like, sky's the limit. If I wanted to read, and that's probably why I read so much. TV, we were only allotted a certain amount of hours per day. 
And I, I forget what the amount was, but it wasn't a ton. So you could watch maybe a couple shows. And it was kind of, and, you know, that wasn't even like an everyday thing. So that was pretty much it. Just, and movies, we didn't really go to the movies. So that also did not become a thing. There, Jess. I don't remember my TV time ever being restricted, but the content was definitely restricted. Oh, it was like yeah. a no MTV <laughs> kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, no Simpsons, no PG-13 or R-rated anything, but I could read whatever I wanted. Exactly. Nothing was ever said <laughs> about books that I could read. That's probably why I read some things I definitely should not have as a kid. Same here. Uh, but <laughs> books were never restricted, just yeah. TV. Bill. I can't remember what was restricted. I know things like uh, Ren and Stimpy. Okay. Yes, not sense. allowed. Beavis, yeah. Beavis and Butthead. Um, but I could, we we were watching R-rated movies as long as my parents were watching them with us. Okay. So, I mean, we watched a lot of Steven Seagal movies because it was really just, you know, him going around breaking people's bones. That's about it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Fish. Um, my parents were no r-rated movies until you're 17 and yeah when pg-13 started being a thing they said no pg-13 until you're 13 yeah, yeah pg-13 yeah. PG really <laughs> didn't because oh, well. P- <laughs> it was it was well back then it was g pg and r i yep. mean there was no yeah. pg-13 right. so so um, I, i've seen a few movies that should have been pg-13 and i definitely was not 13 yeah <laughs> uh, my family did not restrict anything but also though too like I think right around, like, for Fish's age and my age, it was the era where still children weren't quite special yet. Like, it was, like, bike- bicycle helmets were a thing. Guns didn't have little plastic, like, orange tips at the nope. end. Like, yeah. right. there was fake machine guns that were made of metal that we, like, ran around with that were oh, yeah, realistic. Yeah. And then you'd hear, like, stories, like, like, six or seven that a cop would shoot a small child or something like that or a teenager. Oh, it was not uncommon. It was lawn darts were a thing back right. then. Giant and spears. that were made out of metal and you could clock somebody upside the yeah, head pretty much. It was, so, it was like, a dangerous time. Kids, <laughs> kids weren't special. So, like, no one really cared what the hell we were doing for the most part um but i mean like you know like things change pretty dramatically though like from like tipping from the 80s into early 90s like yeah, it yeah. was everything completely changed a lot that of point. that stuff definitely changed once cold war stuff was done we needed something to focus on and it was the children that's pretty that's much right. what happened focus <laughs> so, on the babies um now, does anybody have a very specific thing, like a VHS tape or a book that they wore through like crazy as a child? Cat, go okay. ahead. <laughs> you already know every single one of them. So my do VHS all of our five tape. listeners. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Obviously, The Last Unicorn. We Dang. also had a really horrible. <laughs> we also had a really horrible. Um, Oh my god, it was like an Alvin and the Chipmunks special that my brother loved, and he used to play it all the time, and it was the worst, because their voices are so annoying. And yeah, he would play that constantly. And then books, Chronicles of Narnia. Okay. I And then Enchanted Forest Chronicles, I think, too. Yeah. For TV and shows, I have a few very specific memories. The first one was the fact that my grandparents had a very limited number of VHSs in their house when we would go visit them. And one of them was the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer special that they had taped from the TV. So it had a ton of really old commercials on it. That was kind of the best That's how we had it too and it was wonderful. So we watched the crap out of that whenever we went over because they really didn't have any other media (laughs) for children. 
So we watch that over and over again. Also, my two are a little embarrassing, but um, <laughs> the Thumbelina movie, which is what I would always go rent from the video store yeah. until I finally got my own copy Aww. once DVDs were a thing. And um, the Power Rangers movie was very influential. No, we also we that. wore out that tape yeah. watching it yeah. as kids. Uh, Ivan Ooze. Very much. Ivan Ooze. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, so learning about... <laughs> how expensive VHS tapes were <laughs> makes me realize why my copies of Star Wars and Ewok Adventures and the Caravan of Courage were all recorded from somebody you? else's copy. Yes. Right? Like we had so many tapes that were just recorded from somebody else's copy. We did too. <laughs> you know, of old stuff, you know, Star Trek, uh, the original series, uh, you know, all this, th- all this stuff that like now makes more sense thinking that <laughs> each of these tapes would have been like $70, $80 a piece. Uh-huh. Um, but anyways, I wore out Hercules. I love Hercules. Hercules is the best. That was back. That was back. When James Woods wasn't a douchebag. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> it's all right. I wore out oh. three sets of the Star Wars trilogy as a child. <laughs> oh my God. And I can still tell you what exactly every one of those covers looked like. Mm-hmm. And, like and it was going all the way up to like the final versions before like the special editions came out. But yeah, it was. Yeah, I killed three full sets on VHS before I moved out of my. Like, you know, like before I moved out for the first time. Yeah. Like between, I would say, so. From the age of like five years old, six years old, up until being 18, I killed three full copies because I, <laughs> I think DVD was just really becoming yeah. a thing yep. like early 2000s. Right. So, um, Oh, gosh. I have some really weird movie titles <laughs> that we used to watch as a kid. Um, I don't know if anybody would know them. I might. The Electric Grandmother? Yes, I do remember <laughs> the other peanut butter solution. I do remember that as well. Uh, the boy who can fly. Yep. And um, oh, the the first Witch Mountain movie. Yes. Escape oh my god! Oh, Escape, to awesome. Awesome. Escape to Witch Mountain. Right. Yeah. I also rented all that from the library films, a lot. All Disney. Yeah. Yep. That yep. one was super good. Yeah, the peanut butter solution. Uh, I think we talked about that recently too. Did we? I think so. I think it was the last episode that TJ and Aaron were on. Um, I'm glad oh my I'm God. not crazy in the only we, person. We, we, we had a conversation. There was a conversation recently about the peanut butter solution, and what I'm is trying it? to remember. I don't know what that is. Yeah. What um, is it? Explain. Uh, <laughs> it's a story about a kid who gets dared to go into a haunted place, and he gets so scared that all his hair falls out. Mm-hmm. And then I think something <laughs> happens and he either goes back and learns from the people who scared him yeah. about a solution that will he can put on his head to grow his hair back. Right. And then it just grows out of control. Right. Oh, God. And I forget how the movie ends. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was super weird and different and bizarre, but it was That's super fun. Awesome. But yeah, uh, The Boy That Can Fly was a huge one we used to watch. I, right. if, if memory serves correct, I can't, was that Jennifer Grey that was in that too? Oh, I don't remember. From Dirty Dancing? I can't remember. Oh. That's going to drive me nuts. Um, but I anyway. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> um, so, now, was going to like a library or a video store a huge deal for you growing up? Was that like a Friday or Saturday night thing? Like you, you made that like an or Everybody like, in unison? Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. like that's that was like a highlight growing up before like you had access to like do anything as a child. Like you'd hang out with your friends, but like if you wanted to entertain yourself, if you could go to one of those places, you knew you were in for like a treat. 
See, we rarely went to video stores, though. It was but, just I mean, always like library, the library. Though. We but would no, go. Like, the library, I rem- I loved the one we went to. It was um, Ludington in Bryn Mawr because oh, yeah. we lived in Ardmore and then Bryn Mawr, and Ludington was close by. And that one is massive. And the kids section had these beautiful murals and they had so many like so many books it was amazing but i mean oh go ahead oh i was just gonna say mine was the exact opposite it was the the old downing town one. Oh my god in the house yeah, yeah. it was mm-hmm. teeny, teeny tiny, tiny and i mean but it was still i mean to a kid it's still massive and yeah you're just wandering the shelves finding oh god Aww. i must have read all of like the sweet valley high books i got that and, like, i did babysitter's club yes yep. so it was always really fun like regardless of, like i used to go to exton library when growing up and like that place was just massive and magical yeah, but, like big. you know but like for me like you mentioned earlier west coast video and like <laughs> where it's like the one that i could walk to from this house where yes. it used to be it's yep. the dry cleaners and patties place now yeah, yeah. Oh, really um, yeah and right next door to it was wawa which is now okini and now it's right the- oh, that's so like Yep. So we used to, that was like our big deal because I used to live up like down like at a big development that almost everybody out this area used to live in. Um, and that was our big Friday night thing. We'd Going go there. to West Coast Video was a big like, deal. I can still remember to this day the exact layout of the store, like to a T, exactly where everything used to be. Like, and one of my favorite things growing up too, like when I was getting interested in like horror films and stuff like that, I loved walking around and looking at the box art and getting even freaked out by like by horror movies by looking at the covers and things like that. <laughs> like wanting to get the courage to rent one of them and watch them because I knew my fa- family wouldn't care. But but yeah. like you you just be like ah screw it I'm just gonna rent Transformers the movie for the four thousandth time this last two months. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean it's kind of funny you still think about like renting those movies and like you used to have like late fees and you're yeah. like. Well, you can own this movie because you haven't returned it for fifty dollars, and now it yeah. makes sense again. Yeah, and now you understand why. And you had to rewind the VHS tapes. You did have you to rewind, them. or you had to like some some places used to like be kind and rewind. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> they used to charge you. They used to charge you if you didn't do that. But no, that was that was like the highlight of my week is like when we got to yeah. do that or rent an NES game. Like we had like three different subscriptions to different places here. There used to be this little place by this. There's a place down this road from us called the oh, the Fuchsia Moose. That used to be another two-floor video rental store, but like I was like, okay, they had the best NES games. West Coast Video had the best horror section. Franklin Video had like the best kids section. Like, right. and That's it was like funny. you based on what you wanted to do, you went to a different video store. And there was over a blockbuster right there eventually as well. Yeah, yeah, that was huh. uh, yeah back right by the old Toys R Us. Uh, was in Exton. That was yeah. Where wasn't our... there one right here though by the Acme? It was the corner one. Uh, maybe I think there <laughs> yeah. may have been for a while in a Sorry. period of time. What about the no-named one that was over in the Black Hawk Center? Oh, I remember <laughs> the one you're talking about. Yeah, right. Yep, yep. I could just go on about this. I, I have and a weird... there was that curtained area. Uh-huh. Yeah, now that makes more sense. We, we yep. were we were talking about this the other day at we the were, diner. Yeah. And it was funny because I was so innocent growing up when we went to the video store. We went to Franklin Video and there was the curtain section. And I was like, what's back there? And my dad was like, don't worry about that. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Pick out any movie you want, son. But yeah, I mean, I can tell you, like, uh, the one that is now the Fuchsia Moose is the first time I ever saw Star Wars. I, I, I saw it and my dad was like, you. I was like, oh, you'd love this. And little did he know what he would do to me that night. <laughs> so, and then it just caused a horrible horrible obsession that just never went away uh but yeah no it was it was a great there was like things like the library trips and video stores man they were just they were awesome but like even yeah. like growing up and like getting past our just childhoods like before like 
access to Netflix and stuff like that. Like, going to the video store was still like, hey, what are we doing tonight? It was a thing, yeah. Like, that's, like, how you spent half of your Friday night, not renting the movie. I mean, it's not something I did till I was, like, a teenager, maybe. Because, again, we just didn't go to video stores when I was a child. Yeah. I but don't I mean, know like, why. We but, had to suffice with our five VHS tapes. Well, even if, <laughs> even if you rented one movie and you went there with friends, like teenagers or anything like that, like, you'd be at the video store for, like, two hours trying to find one movie and you'd bring it home and not probably even watch it because by that point in time, the night's mostly over. But yeah. that was kind of what it was. I mean, it was it was just a fun experience. But, yeah. Um. So, kind of thinking about things a little bit more. Um, do you think that experience will still be, uh, you know, would be still as exciting now with the way entertainment is uh, distributed? Like if, say, for example, video stores were still a thing, libraries, you know, obviously they're still around, but like if you could transport like a streaming service, do you think people would give a crap? Like if that stuff never went away, do you think people would still utilize like video stores the same way? Like if it was DVDs and Blu-rays, like Blockbuster never went away. They still felt huge. Do you think that do you think that would matter to anybody at that point, or do you think they'd just be ghost towns regardless? I think they'd be ghost towns still. Like I, I feel like with streaming services nowadays, it's too easy to say, "Hey, yeah. let me watch this thing," and then, oh wait, fifteen, you know, ten, fifteen minutes into it, I'm not into this the way I thought I was going to be. Let's turn it off and find something else. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um. So I think libraries still are actually very valid um, because they also have a lot of different functionalities and they've adapted with the times. Like they have Overdrive now where people can rent eBooks and stuff like that in case they want to do. Yeah. I love Libby. It's great. And I mean like, but also you have the activities. Like Jess, you were saying like as a kid, you did activities there. Libraries still do that all the time. I have multiple people I know work at libraries and they're hosting like, our one friend is running a D&D group for teenagers and stuff like that there. And, you know, like, it's a good congregation point. But also, a lot of people still like reading paperback, even if they do. Like, I'd read both. I- I'd really like to do that again. Yeah, uh, I hate scrolling through the screens trying to find yeah. what I'm looking for or whatever I might want to watch. Put a pin in that, if because I'm... we're going to come back to that. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> we will definitely come back to that a little bit. All right. I All right. wait. So... <laughs> Transitioning to more modern age and now, how do you we all prefer to consume entertainment? Do you prefer watching TV? Do you would would you rather jump to something like Netflix and scroll? Cat. I mean, I've seen a lot more movies than I did as a kid, <laughs> but I, they're still not my favorite format. I like TV a lot for background noise. I never actually, or I very rarely actually fully pay attention. I usually throw it on when I edit all the time. Um, but my number one, if I want to like distance is still books. Well, well, there's the way that you're consuming books. Though, I read has them changed. on Kindle. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I read them primarily on Kindle. Although I do have paperback copies that I go through at a slower pace, but it's nice to have around and I do eventually go through them. Okay. But the Kindle ones get read way faster. Anybody else? That's interesting. I don't think I've ever noticed a difference in my speed of reading for print (laughs) versus a digital copy i do both i have both but i still very very much prefer a physical copy of a book Um, but for whatever reason as far as streaming services go i don't know why it's so much easier to commit to a show than it is to a movie yeah it really is i don't know what it is is about like picking a 45 minute show yeah (laughs) like yeah i'll watch two of these instead of committing to one movie i can't do it 
It's a mental block. so true. Well, I think maybe part of that, though, nowadays is, like, television has surpassed film, it feels like, in a big way. Like, you have time to watch a character's arc grow, like, in Mm -hmm. a realistic way, in a natural way that feels like you can actually connect to them more. Mm -hmm. Where in most films, like, if it's a big blockbuster film, unless you're with those characters for many, many years, like, you look at the MCU, and I think the reason people care about the MCU as much as they do is because... They've had a lot of time to know and love those characters. Like, they got to watch them all take these big steps and move forward. Where you watch a random blockbuster flick that you've never seen these characters before, you're always going to be like, oh, it was fun. It was really cool. But, like, a month from now, like, you might not ever think about that movie ever again. Right. So. Um, yeah, the the way that actually, like, plays out in books, in the book world at least, is you see the difference between standalones and series, and it's actually kind of similar. Yes. Because a lot of people like reading book series more than they like standalones, and that's what we're now seeing with movies and TV, because the quality of TV has caught up with movies. Fish, how do you consume at this point? Oh, uh, primarily digital for uh, video, um, but books I still like to have physical copies when I can yeah. okay. manage to find and afford <laughs> Which, them. What is, what, is, what is your platform of choice currently? Um, ooh, Hulu. Hulu, okay. Yeah. Now, There's some pretty good with, stuff. with ads, but without I, ads? I just yeah. bought the Disney three-year thing. So. Ah, oh, so nice. you did the D23 I did. Oh, I did not. Thing. I forgot. I forgot to do it, and I'm yeah. like, I really should have, because oh. yeah. they were doing something special. If you paid for three years up front, it was yeah. a third off. It right? was it was a third oh, of like the cost. It was $75 for three years subscription. That's not bad at all. Wow. I mean, it's still going to be relatively cheap when it comes out. Right? Yeah. 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 Like, it's still only being like five ninety nine a month. I'm still going to get it. Oh, that's yep. not bad. Still yep, in. New. So, still. <laughs> So I am definitely all digital. Um, interestingly enough, in terms of consuming like movies or TV shows, I'm fine with streaming them. I don't need to own them. I don't need to download them or purchase them on any kind of service. Um, I watch them on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon. But for games, I don't buy the physical media, but I still feel like I need to buy and own the game. I yeah. uh, not that there's many streaming gaming services no, out there, there really really aren't any except Game Pass right now. Right. But even if it even if they blew up tomorrow and and they were taken over the market, I'd be like no, give me Steam, give me the chance to buy the game, download the game for my own uh, and I'll go with that. Um I get that. But my biggest thing what I consume, I consume stuff on Twitch and YouTube. Mm, I okay. I like to watch people Doing the things that I like to do. Yeah. Which is weird <laughs> now that I say it and put it into words. Well, here's the thing. It's Something prevent- is amiss. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> the best was the look on your face. And I wish I had a snapshot well, and that would just be the thumbnail. It was, oh. and it was just that, what is what happened to my life? These, these words the, are the coming out of my mouth and I'm like, wait a minute. What am There's I saying? Some way that uh, this could be implied um, that it might be sexual. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a very, very exciting moment this past weekend it's I was still watching, sounding in a wrong direction. <laughs> I, I was watching a bunch of people play world of warcraft classic Aww. for so you're watching people well. stand in line waiting to get their quest lines dude that was hilarious <laughs> i i people, watched some clips and it was it was pretty damn funny so yeah. 
hey, that prevented me from actually going out and re-upping my subscription. And, <laughs> and you're like, oh, man, I, wanna, I kind of want to do this. Mile. And you watch people play. And you're like, no, I do yeah. not. <laughs> so, Yeah, we have no room to talk. We're currently sucked into Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> I can't say anything. <laughs> I've heard it's very good. It is really good. Yeah, I really hate to see that. Adorable. <laughs> I have a little. I'm a little cat person. It's no, so cute. I'm a cat person too. He is. Yeah, we're both cat. I mean, shockingly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So I mean, for me, I would say like I would really say video games on the video game front. Like I really went hard all in digital midway through last gen like the ps3 xbox 360 cycle there got to a point where i'm like you know what i'm so sick and tired of going through this weird cycle of buying a game like i don't need it anymore and then like dumping it off at GameSpot, getting nothing for it and i'm like what <laughs> it, why am i doing this and i'm like and then like six months later I'm like, you know what i really want to play that again and then being an idiot going back to GameStop to purchase it for <laughs> 10 times the amount that they gave me for it a year ago and i'm like what now i'm like i i with this i can't force myself through that cycle anymore but it also makes me it feels like i make better informed choices about the things that i purchase too when you don't feel like there's this constant recycling program of it all and you're like no i just need to be intelligent you don't have to like act on instinct all the time and you can do that but also i think it's something special about having like this big collection that has become like a jukebox i'm like what do i feel like playing I mean, there's a big con to that, like, that we'll get to later, but at the same time, like, if you are you have a short attention span, that that can be, like, a doom and gloom moment, where you're like, what should I do with my time? And you're like, apparently I I'm just going to look no at the games idea. I own, but not actually play one of them. You need a random button. Yeah, and, like, and that's really a big part of it. But I think it's, I love having that idea of, like, you know, it, it's my digital bookshelf, and that's what it's become. And it's really kind of great having that, so. So I might be jumping the gun a little bit, but... That's why I feel it's hard because with video games and with ebooks, you are you are buying the thing, you are downloading the thing, Absolutely. and you have yeah. a file somewhere of the thing. Uh, whereas streaming services, that's not how that works, and yeah. we've all seen how streaming services lose and gain oh, rights yeah. to things. We're, we're gonna get into that's that. That's why in I, the second half. I'll say big, this again later, but yeah. I'm a very big proponent of owning DVDs. Thank you. You can pry <laughs> them out of my cold, dead fingers. Because when I want to watch my favorite movie, I don't want to know if Netflix has lost the rights to it yeah. or not. So, I just want to watch my favorite movie. So if you That's want valid. any DVDs or Blu-rays, you should come talk to me. Because I've been I told have, I have too many. <laughs> I can give you three giant boxes of them, probably for nothing. Because I don't have any we'll talk purpose later. <laughs> so for them at this point. I just unplugged both of my Blu-ray players. See, I have a PlayStation for that, so yeah. I don't so, really worry. I think the about only one I would care DVD about keeping players. is Firefly. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, like that's the thing, like I still collect all the Disney DVDs. I have yeah. my collection sorted by release date, and I have all the Harry Potter <laughs> movies. <laughs> so I know that's we'll awesome. get to that. Oh, yeah. and like I said, jumping the gun, but it's different for video games where you buy well, the digital copy, and, what, and then that's it's yours. Perfect, perfect yeah. to bringing up is like, does Same anybody here at this copies. table still buy? Physical forms of entertainment, or have they gone pure digital? And you're saying you, you still buy DVDs and, and Blu-rays. Books. You and can books. also pry books out of my cold yeah, fingers. Yeah, well, so I actually I love eBooks, and even a lot of the authors I love to read, I love reading through eBooks. However, when I go to shows, like because I I work at a lot of book cons and stuff like that, I always want the physical copy, especially if you can get it signed. It's like a thousand times better at that point because, I mean, it's, you know, it's really fun. And it's also fun to be able to, like, talk with the authors and buy their books and things like yeah. that. I mean, bookshelves are a focal point of my house, you know? Yeah. Like, I have them 
on display and I don't know what I would do without those. Mm-hmm. It's not the same with ebooks on my, you know, no, device, it's not. my e-reader. It's not. I might I might buy an actual physical copy of a game that's coming out. Which one? I might do it too. Go ahead. Year or so. Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, yeah. Oh, interesting. If they have a big, like, collector's edition that has some extra swag in it, which is what they do nowadays to get you to buy those physical copies. Well, sometimes a lot of those collector's editions don't come with the actual games anymore, though. That's true, too. (laughs) Here's a download code for the game, but here's your box with all the stuff in it. There's a good reason for it nowadays, though. Like, the average shop that used to carry those things are slowly going away. Yeah, so true. those things take a lot of shelf space, so you're buying them from a main thing. A but vendor. like also, though, buying a game like Cyberpunk 2077, whether it's for Xbox One, PS4, the next-gen systems, PC, whatever it may be, that company that's making that does not want to make three versions of that collector's edition anymore. They don't want to make one for each platform that exists because if that sits on a shelf, they end up in a corner like yeah. collecting dust in a Best Buy somewhere. Right. Can't do anything with um, that. And... Best Buy is like, we don't want to hold these things anymore. That's not what they want to do. Like, you watch most of those stores. Like, we used to have a massive Best Buy here. And it recently oh, moved location. Right. And it's yep. half the size yeah. that it was. Because yeah. you remember what those stores used to be. They were CDs. There was DVDs. Yeah. Video game sections that were massive and gigantic. Just quick aside. <laughs> as seeing as how I work for a, a large bookstore that shall not be named. Uh, their music and DVD section has honestly been completely gutted in the last few years. Oh, I mean, it's wow. still a large part of our business. Yeah. And a lot of people still come in looking for specific TV shows or movies or CDs more often than not. But the the actual footprint of that space is probably close to a third of what it used to be. Well, that like you think sense. about those things, though, too. Like what has taken up some of that space, though, is the collector market. Like yeah. vinyl, vinyl came back yeah, like, like crazy. So people are like, Correct. hey, yeah. like I'm, I want to go into a place like, you know, a, a major retail like store, whether it's Best Buy, a Barnes & Noble, any of those types of places. And they say, yeah. hey, let's flip through stuff and they can at least still see it because – there's something still special about if you want something physical, actually saying, I want to find this today. I want to have this in my hands instead of like clicking a button. I'll get it in a couple of days when Prime delivers it. And especially something that's fragile, potentially like a, like a piece of vinyl that could break in shipping or yeah, get damaged. Yeah. And like, especially if it's something that's got collector's value to you. you it, I think there's something special about having that tangible. So. Exactly. Especially with vinyl and books. I mean, on my day off from the bookstore today, I was at a used bookstore Aww, flipping through, you know, just trying to find hidden gems and seeing what was out there. I love doing that. I like to see how old, like, especially with used ones, I like to see how old the books are. Oh, God. Shout out to Baldwin's places. Book Barn because we They're had so phenomenal. much fun. I just, oh, oh, my God. I love that, that place. That place is magical. There's an it? awesome one in Kennet, too, that has, oh like, my God. That, collector, I think yeah, there's, like, this collector's, like, first edition of, Alice in Wonderland in German. It's Awesome. And it was divine. stunning. It's really cool. <laughs> oh, it's an amazing place. It's an amazing, amazing place. Um, but, you know, thinking about this stuff a little bit, though, too, like, it's funny because, like, there's another company that was really special to a lot of us at this table at one point in time or another, which was Electronic Boutique and now <laughs> then became GameStop and all that stuff. But that company is slowly disappearing and they're trying to find a way to remain relevant. So one of the things they're going to attempt to do is to turn some of those stores into Game stores that are only carrying old collectible games, like cartridges from like the NES up to like PlayStation 2 era stuff that's not digital because they want to find a way to remain 
a form of relevancy because they even had okay, we had Think Geek, and that didn't even save their ass, and they ended up mm-hmm. getting RIP rid of Think Geek. Well, hey, it's okay because you just so just go to Hot Topic now because Hot topic, Hot topic has, has all the stuff that Think Geek stuff, did. Basically, so, yeah. So, but I mean, like that, you can tell that stuff is still important to people. But I think you know. Is anybody else, you know, aside from some books and a couple of things? That was like how Sunco's video died. It was like, oh, goodbye, Sunco. I mean, we both worked there. We did. (laughs) Once upon a time, which was really funny that I was hired considering I really didn't know any movies. I was hired to work in the anime section at Christmas. That was really what it was. They're like, we need someone who knows that. I'm like, can handle it. All right. Well, general real question. (laughs) Do we feel that like paperback books... You know, games, DVDs, anything like that are going to ever fully be phased out in our lifetime. So um, from an industry standard, because I actually get the updates every month, I'm uh, part of the Romance Writers Association and they keep track of everything like this. They keep track of the ebook sales. They keep track of paper book sales and things like that. Um, paper book sales are actually on a rise. Correct. They are on a resurgence because ebooks had the big spike and they dropped a little bit, but they've been steady. And they're on the rise again. Yeah, and surprisingly, the statistics will show that it is younger readers who do prefer Mm -hmm. the physical copies, which is kind of the opposite of what you would think in the age of of Netflix and Hulu and and Twitch and everything. Paperback copies and and actual copies of books are typically read by a younger audience. Mm -hmm. That gives me hope. Yeah. Keeps me in a job. (laughs) That's true. Games games are going to go away. Physical copies of games will go away. I'd say by, I want to say by 2025. I, I would play Yeah, but then you need the system to support the memory for more than, you know, not for much longer. games at a time. Oh, they, they're coming out. I mean, it's okay. getting there. I mean, it's coming. It's really, yeah, it's Google, definitely Google getting Stadia there. launches in two months. I mean, yeah, and again, I think we did the beta for that. What's oh, Google cool. Stadia? I, Google Stadia is Google's new video game platform that what they're doing is they are using the intertubes. Yeah. Uh, so what they're basically going to be doing is they're using the entire Google infrastructure and their own CPUs and server farms to say, Hey, we can have 600 supercomputers store call of duty. And guess what? That call of duty is going to always look better than anything else that can be done because it's not a box in your room any anymore running it. You now have the power of computers that you will never be able to afford. And so they showed, for example, like, um, I think it was, it was like a battlefield game. I think it was like a bad company or something like that. Um, but they had all of your teammates where they actually had windows of all of their screens playing in that you could watch live. So you could see what your teammates were doing versus having to do it via voice chat, which you didn't use to have them. And then they showed a sequence where there was like, hey, no, you had an eight player squad and you were seventh player. And that's the majority of your screen real estate. Think about like, Growing up and having a split screen game, now imagine being able to see all of them still cross communicate with each other, but you're never taking a hit in the quality of what the game looks like. Right. The biggest thing is, though, it's not a subscription service. Um, you know, with anything that's you're just buying the games and you're piping it in that way. Yeah. yeah. Nobody knows what like in the browser, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're right oh. now. It's going to start with essentially it's a Fire Stick HD. Um, and you can play it that way, and it just Bluetooths to their controller or any controller. They're going to allow access to, I think, um, the PS4 controller, the Xbox One controllers. Wow. Uh, they even showed uh, Wii, uh, or not Wii remotes, um, the Pro controllers for um, Switch. 
all hooked up and working on them. So you don't even have to buy their own thing. And they said, ultimately, and I think six months after they come out of beta, you'll be able to do the exact same thing on your phone screen by just opening up a browser, punching in the Google address, signing in with your account, and you can play whatever you want with, on any screen that you want, whether it's your computer, a Mac, yeah. does not matter. And that's where we're headed. And if that's that, crazy. And they're not the only ones. Project xCloud is the other thing that's right around the corner that Microsoft is doing. And the question is, who is going to survive that format war? So, but... I feel like somehow we got into an early beta for this and we were playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey for yeah. a while. They, they, that was a yeah. test. It was a test right. for it. So we did that for it. a bit, but yeah. then we realized we only had like a few months mm-hmm. to yeah. finish the game. And first of all, that Aww. game is really good, but it is oh, massive. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. massive. So... Um, probably in the opposite of what they had hoped we would do, we then went and bought the game <laughs> to play on the PS4 because we were like, there is no way that we, we are going finish to finish this by the end yeah. of this beta. Well, Stadia wasn't even announced at that point. But, that was purely, right. this is them saying, we're testing something yes. and seeing if it works. Uh-huh. And um, anybody could do it, which is the great part about it. Admittedly, oh, load times were so much faster. Yes. Yeah. So oh. much faster. It was insane. That's really yeah. cool. But like even, yeah, even console boxes will probably yeah. be gone in five years that's so, so weird do you have any any thoughts on kind of the fate of no, any I, of these I, I really like that uh idea that it's like a usb thing that you can plug into a device and you'll be yeah. able to just play and that's just at the you start. can even carry it with and that's, you that's the thing is that's just yeah, the start after cool. that you won't even need the stick they right said. they said yeah. then it's just gonna be just you just have your login and you're done so so it's pretty cool. That's how people like stream Netflix and things like that on it. Well, I like the stick thing because then you can pair your controller to it. Yep. Oh no. Uh Bill just showed me the Windjammers too. Windjammers too. Well that's coming out a whole bunch that's, that's coming out a whole bunch of stuff. That's not just this Google Stadia. I know. But the only right now they, they don't have any major games locked down as exclusives. The only one I think we know right now is potentially Baldur's Gate three is Stadia exclusive. Oh. But we'll see. Um, so I think we have a couple minutes before we have to take a break. Um, so do we think that's gonna impact any other industries outside of the ones we're basically thinking of, which is like DVD sales, potentially book sales? Um, in the book, like with books, I think they're gonna pretty much hold steady. I think the uptick is, um, audio. That has taken a huge rise recently, which is great because it offers people another option to be able to read books. Um, so that's taken a chunk into the market too, which has worked really well. Actually, good question for everybody here because uh, I'm generally curious. Yeah. Do we think the way that we consume now is going to ever impact movie theaters? No, no, because movie theaters are a special experience. Unless you have a movie theater set up in your house. Yeah. And you can recreate that experience. I think there's always a special place to go out and see it on the big screen with a whole bunch of people. Jess, your your brain is churning. <laughs> yes, but caveat, I think it already sort of has affected the industry as a whole. I be- There's so many people I hear all the time saying, oh... You know, I'll wait until that's out on Netflix uh-huh. because they know yeah. it's going to be a lesser release now. It's not the six but months that it used to be. Every There were people still saying that back then. Oh, I'll wait until it comes out on cable oh, sure. or yeah. I'll wait until it comes out on HBO. Like Fish, thoughts? Um, no, the the big screen is always something. Yeah. It's, it's always a reason to go. You get to see everything. It's huge. It's bigger than life. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. Yeah. I think... It will always have a place, but it may not have as big of a place. Like, I think, um, you know, 
if because I know that they are still losing money and they're still struggling to find revenue, like a lot of them, and they're not going to be able to keep that up forever. So they're going to have to shut them down. But there's always going to be people who want to go have that experience. So when they do like showings like what um Movie Tavern does, where they show like The Princess Bride or something like that and do a cheaper ticket, that's a great way to draw people in because it doesn't cost them as much. So they're, they've been altering to work with the different. I think we have seen it dramatically impact the movie theater industry already. Think about it. Like, what is the hot type of theaters now? It's dine-in theaters. Yep. So you now have a movie movie theater screen with a third less of seating than there used to be. Because you now have more than an aisle's worth between you and the rail in the row in front of you. Your seats are wider. They're more comfortable because they have to now offer you something to keep you coming back. Mm Mm-hmm. They tried that with 3D. 3D flopped and failed. People yeah. hate the experience and they've yeah, walked so like far it. away from it. But that's <laughs> how they were trying to keep us interested. There's in the West Coast and they're starting to have, get more smattering. Some of them is D-Box Theaters. What's that? A D-Box Theater is, um, you know, for big action films. Like if anybody has ever been to an amusement park or sat in front of a simulator, kind of like Star yeah, yeah. Tours. They did that with most action films where basically you could go see Hobbs and Shaw, but like your seat will move to the the film (laughs) for intense action sequences. So they're trying to add some layer of interactivity to your experience. And it's it's doing well on the West Coast so far, but it hasn't started moving really east yet. I think the closest one is one in like New York, one in Chicago, things like that. But more companies are trying to consider doing this to keep people coming back. Well, so with, with like movie tavern and them taking out seats to provide you an extra space to have a mm-hmm. meal with your 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 movie, we know that movie theaters don't make money on the ticket sales that they have. That money, it's usually, it's always been concessions, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this is saying, well, we're still going to give the money to the movie studios that are giving us this movie because we have to, but. Yeah, we'll sell less tickets, but we'll make more money because more people are going to buy this more expensive food because it's a meal. And we still can. I mean, it's not the not the profit margins of popcorn, but yeah, it's still yeah. <laughs> pretty good. They profit still margins. sell overpriced popcorn. Don't worry. Oh, about they that. still yeah, sell overpriced good, popcorn. Yeah. Well, and a lot of places are getting their own subscriptions as well. I mean, MoviePass was that's a debacle. True. Let's be oh, real. MoviePass movie is still a debacle. Uh, <laughs> I'm so glad I canceled when I did. It was oh, wonderful God. for a shining six months. <laughs> um, but I think AMC is offering their own kind of thing. Yeah. AMC yeah. has their own thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Movie Tavern is about to launch a special program. Uh, I think it kicks off or just kicked off. Um, it's I think like um, Sunday only. It's Sundays only. You get you get to see four movies a month every Sunday. No like caveats to anything, and I think it's relatively cheap. It's like twenty oh. bucks a month. So you're getting four bad. movie tickets, or it's like twenty five dollars a month, and then you also okay. got discounts off of food. And you too. get oh, and you also get twenty percent off all food and drink. Right, yeah. and you consider okay. a ticket to a new movie is like what seventeen dollars uh, now. I think Movie Tavern's fourteen twenty five if you buy it online. Yeah. 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 So I mean, like you're already paying for it if you're seeing two if movies you see a month. Multiple movies, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think that's great. I mean, like I know Movie Tavern, which is now part of Marcus, which is another yeah. chain that's like Midwest Midwestern. Mm. 
I think they still do like Tuesday $5 movies, like yeah. Tuesday nights yep. and such. Yeah. So they're finding ways to work around it. But you can definitely tell for all these theaters to start these ideas and concepts, even with movie they pass had tanking. To. It was from necessity. It was, it was pure necessity. <laughs> yeah. So I guess to answer your question, no, I don't think they'll go away. But we've already seen very clearly the ways in which they've changed and I, I adapted. Would, they have to adapt it. Well, it's like how libraries are adapting And how books, relevant. the book industry mm-hmm. has adapted. Well, I think, exactly. I think we're going to get into something it. interesting when we come out of the break that this conversation is going to come back up when we start talking about content providers yeah. providing their own content. <laughs> and <laughs> when you have things like Warner Brothers that's about to launch with HBO Max, well, Warner Brothers has all of these major franchises. What's to say uh, that they're not yeah. going to say instead of this airing in a movie theater now, it can show up here. So I think that changes the dialogue a little bit. We shall so. see. All right. Well, how about that? Well, with that, we'll take a quick break and we will be back in just a few. My daddy is a worker hauling millionaire. My mommy's on drugs, but I don't really care. 21st century digital girl. I don't know how to love, but I live in this world. My daddy is a worker hauling millionaire. My mommy's on drugs, but I don't really care. Yeah, 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 yeah. 21st century And Kat didn't almost laugh, which is oppressive. So. Oh, I didn't try. Oh. <laughs> do you want me to do a pause it and we no, can back no, up and you no, can we can, we can let's keep going. <laughs> All right. So, um, how has you know digital streaming services changed your entertainment habits? And I think that's a really good place to kind of get back into this conversation because I think for a lot of us, that could be a pretty interesting kind of place to kind of kick this conversation back into play because like we talked about how it's impacted the industry but not us individually cat um i feel like with uh netflix and streaming stuff like that i'm more apt to give things a little bit more of a chance when i could just like when it was um with tv like if it just didn't grip me like in five seconds i would click to the next thing please netflix, see point, i don't please see point three very, <laughs> um. do you take chances on things you previously wouldn't have well <laughs> well no that's that's the reason that that's there to kind of yeah. spur some of this i mean this discussion, i don't so i don't think i think i might give it a little bit longer now my giving it a little bit longer means 30 it seconds gets five minutes maybe instead of 30 seconds that's about how much it's changed but it's longer that's fair. <laughs> Fish, how about you? Uh, I kind of miss channel surfing and like having a program schedule, but that's only because I'm. That's what I grew up with. That's what I'm really used to. It's a little frustrating to find what I'm looking for in the menu, um, especially when I don't know what I'm looking for and I just want something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that. Jess, it's mostly changed the way I watch TV, the way I watch shows, because. As a kid, you had shows on a specific night. You would wait up or whatever to watch, you know, TGIF, 
watch Boy Meets oh World on ABC or whatever. See, we used to stay up on where, Thursday nights to watch Trash. As yeah, I mean, I would watch um, episodes of Xena Weekly as they oh. came out. I would watch episodes of uh, Lost Weekly when that was a thing. But now I will legitimately wait until a season is out on Netflix so I can sit and watch it all at once. Yeah. So it's definitely changed the way I consume TV shows for Netflix. Hulu is still you're still a watching network different. television yeah. for the most part. Many, for the many most times. part, like The Good Place, I've we've been watching, and when that is airing, they will air it episode by episode, like the day after or the week after. I same forget with which Brooklyn it is. Nine Nine and stuff yeah, like that. exactly. Yeah. So in that regard, it's kind of the same as it was when when I was younger and would wait to watch the newest episode and have to pace myself. But yeah. if I can, I also don't have cable, and I haven't had cable in a really long well, time. Actually. Pause real quick. Just yeah. go your other room. Does anybody at this table still have a cable subscription? I do. You do? Okay. Yeah. Kids. Um, I don't own any boxes. So oh, I use okay. all online services. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. oh. With the Roku, and I know I'm probably skipping way ahead, you can <laughs> okay. download different channels like yeah. PBS and Nick Jr. and Nickelodeon. And, oh, and then you log in with your cable subscription and you get all the content. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Huh. Interesting. Okay. Just it makes sense. Okay. Yeah. And it's cheap as as can be because it's like thirty five dollars, and I'm like, that's totally reasonable. There's yeah. none of this extra from all these different. Yeah. Makes sense. That's okay. awesome. Bill. Um. Yeah. I mean, it definitely changed things. Uh. I still try to watch things so for some things as they come. Like on Hulu, and Hulu's done a great job with some of their original content, like uh, Four Weddings and a Funeral. It's like, hey, every Wednesday, a new episode's going to come out, just mm-hmm. like you could watch it, you know, like a normal sitcom. Um, Which I believe is what Disney said they're going to do with their new mm-hmm. original shows that that are going to be on Disney Plus. Oh, they're going to be weekly things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're well. I think a lot of these these groups are trying to bring back that concept. Right. Yeah. Us like idiots for so long. So well, many of us have said, you know what? I would pay for just the things that I wanted to watch, and they said, okay, we'll all do that to <laughs> you. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, son of a bitch. Um. <laughs> And they want to keep you coming back to to be using their service on a more yeah. consistent basis instead of say, hey, I'm going to use this service for 16 hours on Monday and binge yeah. my show and finish it and then not come back to well, it. Well, it's hard like, because, be- listen, I need a show that I can watch with Mike. I need a show that I can yeah. watch in half hour increments and I need a show that I can watch in 45 yeah. minute increments yeah. you know like I, there are different moods for different things and it's starting to get annoying to be honest <laughs> to be like well is this one on netflix or hulu or prime uh-huh. where let is me it? introduce everybody where, to where a wonderful website called can i stream it oh really uh, can i stream awesome. is where you can punch in any tv show movie anything nice. like that it's updated daily so you can find out where you can go to check Magic. out something so I'm just kind of curious. What does everyone prefer? Do you prefer consuming weekly or binge? I miss the experience of consuming weekly and discussing it with my friends and being okay. hype into a new fandom or a new series. Yeah. But I think I prefer to 
binge. I prefer I to prefer binge, but I think like everybody I like absolutely do. Was, I hated weekly. <laughs> like if we back up, like what, like three, four months ago, when yeah. like Game of Thrones was on its way to ending, like yeah. everybody, like it was so much fun for everybody to it jump was around a and like, oh my god, oh my god, even whether you were happy about the show or angry about the show, like everyone was talking it about was, it for weeks. And you weeks. had a water cooler yeah. moment mm-hmm. again, which was rare to have in today's That's day and so age, true. and it was really kind of neat to experience that was like an entire geek culture. Again. Agreed. The only thing I think that is a downside is the whole idea of spoiler culture versus yeah. how quickly spoilers end up on the internet now. I agree. Yeah. Watching Game of Thrones weekly, especially in the last couple seasons, was an absolute thrill, and I loved it. But you would see spoilers within minutes. Yeah. Within well, absolute minutes if you were on well, the, the internet thing. at all, any well, social internet. But if you think about it, though, too, in the same way, like binge culture is the same thing like game of like not game of thrones had its problems weekly but like stranger things season three comes out and if you didn't finish that by the end of that weekend that's true you were gonna have that spoiled for you by monday as well but not just an episode potentially the season Mm -hmm. and i think that gets a little scarier though because like you know when things like luke cage was coming out and all these other shows and defenders and jessica jones and daredevil and all those things like if you were not in it for those two or three days, the moment that it drops and being ready to Umbrella have Umbrella com- Academy was like that, too. But yeah, but like yeah. if you were not ready to have that conversation, That's like really the boys good. was like that for us. Yeah. Like we yeah. toured yeah. through I need to watch things. that. Should I watch that? Yeah, yeah. you should. Okay, you should yeah. watch it right now. Like, go. <laughs> the second. Um, start it on your phone while we continue the podcast. We'll tap you on the shoulder when you yeah, need right? to talk. Uh, but no, it's, um, it, it's one of those things, though. I think it's really terrifying and dangerous like where weekly you're only potentially losing getting spoilers of a specific episode and when it's getting dumped at you over the course of it's dropping on a thursday night at midnight there's a chance that somebody you know stayed up all throughout the night because they were they wanted it it, they needed it and you're finding out something before you even gotten home from work on a friday like it can be a terrifying experience if you're a nine to five person or anything like that regardless of the way your work schedules function but It's. It felt like if you you're not on the pulse immediately, you're you're in trouble. Or yeah. even worse, if you have the ability to take off a whole day and say, "Hey, I know Stranger Things three is coming out this day. I'm going to take off work and just binge it." I mean, like, like we're going to talk about pros and cons. And I know some of these will go into so, them, but so this stuff is even happening. It even happens with certain video games, MMOs specifically. Yeah. Like referencing most recent one, WoW Classic. Yeah. Four hour, four days. Four and a half days it took for one person to get from zero to 60. Oh, jeez. Four and a half days. Wow. Now they played straight through those four and a half days. Did yeah. they stream yeah. their play? Yep. Oh, okay. Yep, they were streaming, and, and there was a whole big event. Like, this whole guild streamed all their, their players. They're a European yeah. guild, and they flew out to Vegas and had a studio in Vegas where they streamed from. So, I mean, <laughs> but, but it's okay, because like, 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 so X amount of people were playing them, because everybody else is just watching them play them, so it's well, fine. But there was... <laughs> I mean, everybody and everybody standing in line. Sassy. You know, I still don't get it. It's the whole. What's spoilery? I want to do it right now. And it's not spoilery. Like that. That's you're talking about quest lines that people did 15 years ago. Right. (laughs) So, 
But I mean, I do know and I understand that. Like, it's true. I did like, those a very long fish, time Like ago. you and Jada, your your kids, if they're like, oh, what's this thing that everybody's talking about? Because maybe streamers that they oh. watch are interested in that. To them, though, that's brand new content that they have never seen. That's yeah. true. So, like, it's yep. still a spoiler for somebody, regardless, I think. And we watched uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and Bogus Journey uh, a few weeks ago. I tried <laughs> to show Kat that a couple weeks ago, and she's like, this is garbage. And I'm like, I couldn't watch it. They both loved the first one. The second oh. one, uh, not so much. And I'm like, the second one had a better story. I made Rob turn it off. <laughs> Needless to I say, like, I know I will not be seeing Bill and Ted you 3 can, with Kat in the theater. Yeah. So, I'll go with you. Okay. I'll bring, we'll bring Lily because she enjoyed them more than Jude did. That's we'll make adorable. it a <laughs> Oh, That's precious. Do you have nothing? You got nothing. I, I can't really go see Bill and Ted with you because <laughs> you I know. haven't seen. Yeah. We'll fix that. that. No, I have not either. Fix we'll fix it. that. You it's guys, fine. You guys don't need to fix it. It's on my well, all you really need to know is... <laughs> Be excellent to each other. Right. I mean, we are in the the, the middle of Keanuessence. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Keanuessence. Yes. Yeah. It's so true. Pretty though. much. <laughs> it's crazy to think he's like, what, 55? And he doesn't look like Oh, no. He's now. definitely immortal. Somehow. He's ageless. Yeah. yeah. He, him and um, Paul Rudd. Yeah. yeah. Paul oh, Rudd God. is also ageless. But you look at Tom Cruise and he's almost 60. Or he is about to. He's yeah. got to be. So, and he still looks like... Most better than most people I know in their thirties. I'm like, what the hell? It's crazy. Um, so to continue on this part of how digital streaming has kind of changed our habits, um, do people here go to the movies more or less because of streaming? Not because of streaming, no. Not because of streaming. Yeah, same amount. I never went a lot, and I still don't go a lot. I really, really, really have to want to see it. Nope. To go to the movies. Yeah. Yeah. Jess? Other than the blissful six months in which I had movie pass and oh. went to the movies more than I had probably gone in the last five years combined, <laughs> I, I need to really, really want to see it Yeah, to go yeah. to the theater. It's got to be like big. When I was a kid, really, again, because I didn't go to the movies much, like I remember the big thing we saw was Lord of the Rings. Like that was the three movies. That was like the big excursion for us. Not as a family. I went with my well, friends, but... Kat's already answered this, but I, I want to pose this to the rest of you guys. Is um, Do you guys take chances on things you normally would never take a chance on, like now on a streaming service, like Netflix or something like that? And if so, like, do you have any specifics like that you were like, I checked this out, and I'm like, this was really just awesome, and now maybe opened you up to a new type of thing? I like... Um... Checking out really weird sci-fi movies. Nice. That's awesome. Because, well, when Jade is not around. Because, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I watched one called Source Code. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's, yeah. It's about a time-traveling guy. Yep. <laughs> is all I can say. They keep going back like it was like 10 to, minutes or to something. To a train that was uh, on its way to um, be exploded. Right. Okay. I mean, I know for like for us, like you know, Future Man, yeah, was, was yeah. one that looked like one of the dumbest concepts it ever. It was brilliant, and, and it was, was a good one. so good. And it, like we it, we kept telling people about it, and before we knew, like everybody we knew, really, <laughs> but like all was like, this is a brilliant it's show. So funny. Yeah, but so, I yeah. but I would say though too, like one of the other big ones is Great British Bake Off. Like yeah. so many so people good. I know are obsessed with GBBO, but purely because of Netflix, not yeah. because of following what's happening with BBC. Well, that's or also like even more 4. restricted because it was on PBS. Exactly. And I mean, right. I don't think was, a lot of people knew it about it on PBS. Specific. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, even like you know, if you had like 
like, access to the BBC, like, it was hard. Like, unless you knew it was happening, like, nobody was paying yeah. attention. Okay. Um, one thing I've really appreciated a lot of the streaming services for is actually, like, being able to watch indie movies and things like that that you just wouldn't have access to because they didn't have the means to do that. So it's been really, like, fun watching. Like, and again, I'm not as much a big movie person but I never was really that big on a lot of the blockbusters. But sometimes it's really fun falling into a rabbit hole of like, you know, the weird offbeat movies or the Netflix original movies are, tend to be pretty good, too. Yeah, absolutely. Bill? I do a lot more anime. Um, yes. Yeah, and same. I haven't gotten to the point where it's necessarily anime that I wouldn't watch yet. Yeah. Um, but because it's in front of you, you're but, like, well, that looks interesting. Right. Kinda. But I yeah. mean, like, you know, I'm, I'm still like catching up on the big thing, like My Hero Academia um i probably should go and watch like you know one punch man but it's entertaining i've seen so some i did watch the ingress anime which is was really there's an ingress anime? there's an ingress anime oh my god of course it's there a is. stretch <laughs> it's a stretch but it was a good stretch i've um, used it a bit to go back and watch anime yes. that were out in the early 2000s that like uh, i never i started rewatching full metal alchemist recently mm-hmm. and like evangelion I, like I oran host club yeah. oran, these... i watched oran oh, recently oran and so um vampire that. night which was totally my jam nice. in middle school so yeah, yeah. that's fantastic i yeah. mean it's it's really it's cool really like fun. it's old things are finding new lives again which is kind of cool which is a, a big positive about streaming services so my children are watching the anime <laughs> yeah <laughs> it is not me how about you like are you is there anything specific like outside of like you said like weird sci-fi films or anything like that oh, like it, like, is, like there a tv show that you're like you know what hey you know like dramas were never my cup of tea but oh, like i've all been of a sudden, watching um final space what's that uh it's a really stupid show that i enjoy <laughs> and it's a sci-fi comedy which is yeah that's my awesome thing, and it's just that's it's fun and stupid and the episodes seem to end on like very down notes <laughs> oh <my laughs> so you're like oh no how are they going to recover from this <laughs> uh, I, you know what, for me awesome. like it's it's not a change but it, like it's like reignited my love for documentaries though like yeah. there now. are really unique <laughs> wonderful ones between even just finding stuff on youtube like where like you have like people that are actually going out there like doing interesting research and like Finding out more about something that you love, which has been uh. great. Yeah, I know you hate hate documentaries. <laughs> well, no, I mean I like. I, fall asleep. <laughs> I like the fact that it's kind of an archive. Like I watched Good Omens recently, which was yeah. great. So I'm on a David Tennant kick again. Let's be real. That's so it. I went back and I watched. I'm watching Broadchurch oh. for the first time. I watched the Casanova that Russell T Davies did. I mean, oh, how was that? It was fun. That's it was awesome. just pure fun. Yeah, not high quality. A lot of fun. Uh, just things like that where now they're available so you can go through an actor's mm-hmm. well and that's the thing is like I don't and... normally like just recently I was watching um, uh, it's called it's called Seif and I normally don't do thrillers but it looked interesting um, was that the, the Harlan Coben was... one yes. and the guy from Dexter Harlan... yes yes it was good so I know Harlan Coben so I'm yeah. like oh you know I'm what I'll give it a it. check you finished out. it already yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Really we watched inter- it it's it was good it's really interesting though and it's again not something I would normally yeah. watch but because it was all available there Right. I'm like, I'll oh, give it a chance. Slasher. Slasher was really fun. That was the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, Scream was... the TV show was... Well, that was on MTV. Fantastic. That actually is really good. I'm not going to lie. It's so good. Not the weird <laughs> no, third no. season that they just did on that VH1. Count. Seasons one, two. Really good story, though. Not going to lie. Yeah. All right. So what are the pros and cons, <laughs> then, of having content provide... Well, actually, you know what? <laughs> Hold on. We're going to... Before we jump to that... What are the pros and cons, though, right now of 
having these kind of subscriptions. Because before okay. we get into, and we can kind of fold this into it, which is having okay. content providers provide their own content. Yeah. Because that's, there's a lot of positives and, and negatives to that. But also, you know, Fish, you, you said in the very beginning, the worst part about having these things is you have too many choices. Now. Um, yeah, I mean, it's difficult to find things on certain ones and other ones have different navigation menus and i know i sound like i'm getting old and complaining but, um it, it, i know there's a search function but i don't always know what i want to watch so having like that random button like i they they that, had that something be, like that for a short window of time right. on netflix it was called it netflix max it was nice and you're like hey max what should i watch and yeah, it was right. like what do you want to watch do you want sci-fi you. and it just started something and it was i know great. it was very cool so um, I would say with um, a lot of the service providers, it's the when content gets rotated out. Because if I really liked it and want to keep watching it, like I didn't realize they rotated Firefly out. And I'm like, oh, because I usually will go back and rewatch that once a year. I mean, thankfully, we own the DVDs. That's why I have the DVDs yeah, of that yeah, one. Yeah, me too. But it's one of those things where like, if there's something you really like that is on that, there's no guarantee it's going to stay there. Well, like uh, they took Buffy off of Netflix and it just recently went up on Hulu. Uh, so right. now it's all on Hulu oh, now. Oh, good. That's good all to of know. It. I was wondering where Buffy was. Mm-hmm. Well, it's Parks back. and Rec now is on Amazon Prime. What? Yeah. Oh, God. It's, it's, I can't it, keep up Did they with take this? it off of Netflix? I think they did. Oh, sweet Christ. It's on so Amazon sad. Prime now. Yeah. Um, See, we have I that too. I can't keep up with any of them. I watched it so many times on Netflix. Oh, my God. It was ridiculous. So many. Uh huh. Um, I mean, I can say like a positive though is like things being made that I never thought that would ever ever be made, like Castlevania and the, the, oh, and the Netflix was, series, yeah. which is amazing. It is incredibly well written. It's incredibly well animated. Like, and it was something that like they said, "Hey, we're just gonna go for it." Like, say what you will about the last two seasons of Arrested Development. Like, the fact that it still got made was kind of like, "What? What? How? How did this happen?" Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like they're they're fairly large names in that show and yep. the fact that they were willing to put them all back together to do two seasons of a show that probably everyone was like well it's past its time and it did yeah. pass its time but they still took a risk yeah bill i i don't know i don't think i have anything <laughs> more to add that hasn't already been added <laughs> we good yeah yeah, yeah. Good. yeah good pros do you have pros no cons. Which one do you love the most out of them? Or is Pros that a is when I know what I'm looking for. I can find it. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> I like really Amazon though, Prime like, the least. <laughs> when I know what I'm looking for and have the time to watch it, I can find it and watch it. I, I, still, I mean, I, yeah. That is a pro. That is a pro. But at the same time, it's also it, it's a big con, especially if you don't know what you're looking for. Okay. Well, that's, that's I think, kind of what it gets down to, though. Ooh, like. I, I got something. This this could tie into like a um, a home device that plays music, and you say, "Okay, I want to hear stuff from this artist," and it'll play. Yeah, it, it's it's nice to have that convenience. Yeah, yeah, that, that is a pro. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, you know, okay, Google, I want to do X. Right. Uh, that- no. Oh God! <laughs> Damn it! Oh no! Rob's Stop phone. It. Google, shut up. <laughs> Go away. It does, it does not want to shut up. <laughs> I knew better. (laughs) (laughs) You just primed it, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. But no, I mean, I I do get it. I I do understand. But I I think, Jess, going back to what you were saying earlier, it was like, you have your shows. You have the shows that 
Mike wants to watch yeah. and then the shows that you guys watch together. It's like, what and do when, I feel like right now? Do and, I want a half hour stretch of time? Do I want a 45 minute stretch of time? Or do I want to commit to a full movie? Right. Yeah. And it's yeah. the question Sometimes of, it's hard to differentiate. Is it a background show? Is this something I really want to pay attention yes. to? And Absolutely. then like when Kat and I try to watch something, yeah. like, <laughs> so I don't know, screw it. Let's just watch Great British Bake Off season two again. <laughs> That's what we do. We're like, let's time. just put on Parks and Rec again, I guess. We did that yeah. for a very long time as well. It feels like even though I have a thousand and one <laughs> options at my fingertips, I still only watch six shows and that's, that's really that's what it is totally fair there parks have been and time- rec great British bake off you know <laughs> there have been times i've just sat and scrolled through netflix oh. and then i've scrolled through hulu and yep. then i've scrolled through amazon yep. and, like, and then you go back to netflix and i'm like there's nothing i want to watch yeah you know what it is very similar though to the cable thing of just flipping channels and going there's nothing on to watch <laughs> well and you especially <laughs> now with netflix like you know priming their shows and like you know showing you like a preview when you i know you you're like i want to see that like, one and no, then they're like you stop, can't yeah stop automatically playing but things. that's oh that's really annoying. that's also yeah. annoying is like that if you like walk nuts. away and it starts playing something but i didn't hit anything I'm like, stop starting that show i don't want to watch that show <laughs> And it is the worst going back to Hulu at this point with the ads now. Oh, that is. I tough. was so spoiled for so yeah, long with yeah. no ads. Uh huh. I know it is. It, it is the worst. I, well, you know what's kind of interesting though. Like, there's one type of content we haven't talked about, which is music. Spotify. It's a, Spotify. Spotify. Yeah. Yeah. It's wonderful. Pandora. Like, Amazon Music. Yeah, well, no, I don't like, use Amazon Music. I mean, like, yeah, but I mean, Amazon keeps telling me via email that I have an unused feature and need to use Amazon Music. But you do. I you love do. my Spotify account. Oh my god, that's also Spotify how I have Hulu. Is... They're bundled for some reason. Oh nice. So well, they just give Hulu away now. <laughs> they right? do. They Poor really Hulu. Do. That's how we got it. Yeah, yeah we got it through because our we phone. have we have Sprint. They said here, just have Hulu. <laughs> have a Hulu. The, you the, get the a downside Hulu. is you can never upgrade it to get rid of the app. Exactly. I can't. Yeah, you're just stuck with that. Yeah, but no, Spotify has been amazing, and I, I understand from an industry standpoint that it's not the best. I have friends in the music industry yeah. who were like, you know, I Spotify is not that great. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can go on a rant um, about Amazon in the same it vein. Would be so like, I get to it. Kindle Unlimited. Oh yeah. So oh but, yeah. So from someone who works with that though, like. Because I have some books self-published, so I do have some that work with the Kindle Unlimited thing and they're enrolled in that program. And I will say, like, as much as you do take a bit of a cut, um, the accessibility is nice and you still do get paid for page, re- sure. page reads. It's not as much, but the reach is a bit more. So I think with um, mus- musicians, at least, like, at least they're getting something. Mm-hmm. Like, it sucks that they're not getting more, but they are, like, a lot of people who wouldn't have... Like wouldn't be aired at all. Yeah, are getting voices. Well, I mean, it's good. great for me because I listen to so many movie soundtracks and musicals yeah. that like having them all there is really nice. Oh, it's so nice. Yeah, um, you know, with this, then like, kind of, we talked about the pros, we talked about the cons, how we're consuming, but what are our concerns at this point with more providers breaking away from Netflix? And places like Hulu, you know, where do we draw the line on the number of places you subscribe? Like, you know, do you do house sharing? I know a lot of people do house sharing. (laughs) And then does the general even function set and feature sets of some of these just turn you off from wanting to use them? Bill? It is definitely getting prohibitively expensive to Mm. subscribe to all the streaming services you want to. Absolutely. Between, I I own Amazon, Amazon Prime, and Hulu. Yeah. I share netflix as well as um fortunately all the cable logins so i can get like hbo and other things like that and crunchyroll as well Mm -hmm. i need 
to look into Crunchyroll. Yeah, I've heard good things. We were also the people that got an HBO subscription for the last season uh-huh. of Game of Thrones. Most people did. I mean, that's And kinda... then canceled it. Yep, yep, yep. Fine. Although there were some other really good things. Yeah. Yeah. Westworld. Westworld. I haven't watched <laughs> it. It's been on my list. I really started enjoying Gentleman Jack. Ooh. Oh, so that? good. I'll tell you later. That's so awesome. good. <laughs> but yeah, no. So I am... I'm furious about this with... Um, Might as well be paying for cable at this point. Right, it's exactly. getting to that yeah. point. Like CBS All Access. Even if I was paying for cable, I'd still have to fucking pay for CBS All Access to watch the new Star Trek. CBS All Access is not just a free just watch? Or you, you need a cable no. subscription still? No, you need a subscription to their service. Yeah. Does it costs money. Yes. yes, it's a separate subscription to their oh, service. that's bullshit. That sucks. You can't just log in with your cable login. I wasn't sure. I thought I assumed See, CBS All Access was just, just free. Seem like way too much, yeah. and it's way too divided. And people want to watch a variety of things. And companies and wonder why people getting, torrent. Yeah, right. and they're getting like people are getting pigeonholed into you have to choose either this or that because I mean realistically, like you can't have all of the services. I will save money. I mean, you could, but paying for a VPN for the year. Yeah, and tor- torrenting what I want. Mm. I mean. I know that was one thing that people were doing for a long period of time, though, too, even when Netflix was at its heyday. And a lot of people are still doing now is just having a VPN, using a computer or another device to be able to change your lo- like region and login and say, oh, hey, I'm going to watch, different. I'm yeah. going to watch, you know, what's happening in the UK on Netflix. Yeah. And I can see a completely different nice. set of they movies. They have a whole different, yeah. yeah. Or Canada, same thing. Yep. It, it's because, That's cool. you know, all of those rights exist in different places. Um, you know, I know for me, like, I don't really consider Amazon Prime as a no. video service at all, in my opinion, just because, you like, Fish, you asked the question of, does yeah. any of them ever turn you off on how to use them? I despise every... <laughs> oh, their UI is terrible. Their UI is one of it's the worst. It's god-awful. It's so bad. Like, you Yum. can't find you, anything. You no. can't yeah. even find a show that you were just watching. It's yeah. so true. There's it's no, such like, a pain go back to what you were checking yep. out. Yep. Any of those things, where did you leave off? And I hate that, like, the it's things miserable. you can rent and buy are kind of... They all look the same. I know. So you're like, am I paying for this or is this included? And I can't You have to look for the it. little Prime I banner and everything. It's so annoying. But not even that, though, too. If you, God forbid, own a... Standard def, 4K, they're different. Different, like the, the why? Oh my but like God. one of the things, like I can tell you, like the only thing I ever use Amazon Prime for, like I said, we watched The Boys recently, which was great, and I know Carnival Road has started, which we started, was... which it's it's pretty, uh, you know, it's it, and they it, took all the Doctor Who, yeah, Aww, it's all on Prime, but well, it's going elsewhere, yeah, where is it's, it going? It's going to be on HBO Max. Oh my no. God! So, <laughs> but it's doing? like for example, though, like I buy like. Because I don't have cable anymore. Yeah. Like, for me, I still love Shark Week. Shark Week is special to me still. Like, I yeah. I buy the season. That is the only thing I think I actually buy anymore. Yeah. And I'll buy the season. But, like, Prime, God forbid you started an episode and stopped oh it and it's God. a previous season. Because anytime right. you go to continue what you're watching, mm. it dumps you back to what you, this the, the last episode that's midway through. That's and I'm so like, but annoying. I'm three seasons ahead of this. And it doesn't matter what you do unless you finish the episode. Or it will cut the last couple seconds of an episode. Or God forbid, not even that. You wanted to go back to watch an episode, but because they jumped to the next episode three or four seconds before. And it starts at the beginning. And it's uh, at yep. the end of the episode. Uh, no, it doesn't no. start. It doesn't even do that. Or it does. Oh. And then it jumps you to the next episode immediately. Right. So then you have to keep backtracking to get to what you want to watch. It is just a horrendous, horrendous program. And it drives me up the wall. Like, yeah. But like you think about it though, if you have a 4K TV, 
you need this stupid subscription for Netflix to be able to watch right. most of the content. Yep. Like, they oh. don't give you options to subscribe unless you go to a computer, log into something else, and then even sometimes those apps no longer work based on what you're using and utilizing because it registers as a 4K device, 4K screen. Oh, God. So, like, and right now, like, 4K content, if you have that subscription, it's $16 a month. But, like, they keep losing content left and right right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And you're like, is this worth it anymore? Yeah, not really. So, but, like, then we were talking about, like, HBO Max is coming right around the corner. And I think that's going to be $18 a month. Yeah. Oh, my God. But it also is weird, though, because it bundles a ton of stuff to it. It's, it's HBO. I'm going to want that, though, that yeah. Well, it's it's not. I just have never had well, it's it. Not, so. It's not even just that. It is. So, HBO Max is going to be, it's the Warner Brothers streaming service. So, it's okay. going to be all of Looney Tunes. It's going to be HBO Go. It's also including Crunchyroll. It's including oh, all these things. So weird. you're getting like okay. six different services folded into one UI. Yeah. Mm. So like you're paying for the 4K <laughs> version of Netflix is. So like the question is like, do things like this change our opinion a little bit? Because like, yes, it's a more expensive service, but you're getting like three or four services out of it though at the same time. If it were to replace the ones I already use, yes. But if it's not, then no. I am still going to share with other people. Yeah. So I can get all of them. Yeah. 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 That's fair. No, yeah. I, I, I get that. I mean. Well, I mean, that's how we watched Game of Thrones. <laughs> was because someone shared their account with us. We're like, cool. Well, at this table. We for can each, watch it Because I'm curious for each person. And, and Mike, I'm especially yeah. curious for you guys, too. Because, you know, you, you have a household with yep. the kids and all that yeah. stuff, too. So what is everybody's hard number on when it's too much money per month? Bill. Per single service or total? Total. So all the services. If I were to. When you I, say I'm not subscribing to anything else, now. I would go up to fifty a month before I said no more. Okay, no mas. Cat. No, well, not I much. Mean, not much at all. Well, for you, so. Like, um. So really, because you only, and I share that expense, we do. But the only one we really pay for, because like Amazon Prime, we didn't buy for Amazon Prime. Well, for the video yeah. aspect, I get we it. We get it enough delivered shipping. per year, right? Yeah. So that makes up for it via that, but like. I honestly like our Hulu is free. I, if, really, if we're I had only to paying pay, for Netflix. yeah, if I had to pay separately for Amazon Prime, I wouldn't, and I wouldn't pay, and we don't, and we canceled our Hulu, but then we got it for free. Yeah, so we were able to just keep on with it. So really, we only pay for Netflix. That's yeah. pretty much me right now. I've had a Netflix subscription for like a decade now. Yeah, and that's now probably the only one that I pay for. Hulu is bundled. Um, Mike's the one who got the Prime subscription. He keeps yeah. that, you know. So. I I might consider HBO Max and Disney Plus on top of it. Yeah. And we'll see where we are. Yeah. Yeah. Mike. Uh I have a Prime subscription and my cable subscription. Because yeah. again, all the apps that you can go and watch shows that have been on the cable, then mm-hmm. you know, that's no problem. Um uh that is pretty much all I have. Yeah. Um I share my Prime with my parents, and my parents share their Hulu with me. Yeah. Nice. That's so. awesome. That works. My family has access to my Netflix. And yeah. then there's good old That's Plex. It. Plex is just... Plex is great. It's amazing. Let's be real. Yeah, yeah. Because you have friends who have content. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, if you have friends that have content, and because most of us, it's kind of like, nope, we just have those disgusting collections of DVDs that have been ripped over and over and over. So we have all the stuff sitting yeah. in boxes right. and attics, and it's kind of like, here, go ahead, share, watch. Mm-hmm. So... If everybody here could make their own streaming service, 
What would it be? Now, how would your network be a little bit different from everybody else's to kind of drive people to you? And what's your keystone movie or series that's going to be like, hey, we're about to launch. This is what we're doing. Calling dibs on all Star Wars all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm done. Every day at 3 p.m. we play the Ewok movies back to back. (laughs) So... I love the Ewok movies. Oh, <laughs> well, you got to catch want... them from three to f- like, I don't know, seven-ish <laughs> <laughs> with commercials, but there will be no commercials. <laughs> yeah, just old Star Wars toy commercials. Oh, well, that's okay. And old movie tra- Star Wars movie yeah, trailers. That's there you cute. Go. I like that. Um, so that's that's for you? I don't know. That, that's, that's my initial pitch. Come back okay, to me. Okay, okay. Jess, do you have an idea? I do. I want Broadway shows. I want Broadway. Oh, nice. I want movie musicals. I know that there is at least one subscription service, I forget what it's called, that you can buy to stream musicals. Oh, uh, nice. Basically cool. recordings of shows that are more legit than some of the other yeah, ones. Yeah. Uh, but I want those to be much more accessible. Not they, everyone they, they, they can get be. to New I don't understand why. Not everybody can get to New York or not, to London. Not every, or not, to... And not every city has a place exactly. that has a major theater. Yeah. yeah. I, or can afford two hundred and fifty dollars for a musical seat, yeah, like for a yeah. seat for a show, or like any of those things. Like, Absolutely, it's intense. It gets really expensive, and I really don't understand why they don't make that more accessible. It should be so. My streaming service would be musicals on stage and movie musicals. The end. <laughs> Fair. I like. That. Well, what's 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 your big get when you say, "Hey, we're launching this service," <laughs> and they said, "This is the only place that you'll ever be able to check this out." Oh. Hmm, that's hard. Well, I would call up Lin-Manuel Miranda and be like, (laughs) listen, I know you have that footage of the original Broadway cast of Hamilton. Let me put it here first. That's true. That would be a massive... friend. Because, you know, Lin and I are totally on a first name basis. And he would say yes, and then that would be the big draw. People would get to see Hamilton there first. Or you could ask him to say, hey, there was all these cut songs. Maybe you guys could get the original cats back together and yeah. do a special director's cut recording. Right. That is oh introducing God. old cut content. Can you give me commentary, please? That would be oh, yeah, awesome. definitely. Oh, my gosh. Cool. Now I want this to happen. Yeah, right? Sure. <laughs> Anybody else have their thoughts? Cat? Sure. I would do an exhaustive one on science fiction and fantasy. Um, I feel like they do a pretty good job on like Netflix and things like that. Um, but I want more of the independent, like weird random shows. I think they're really fun. And I love when like, I actually really appreciate a lot of like the Netflix things, like, or access to like Canadian shows. We've been watching a lot of Canadian shows recently. Um, but I think that would be really fun. My big draw would be we have Firefly forever and we won't take it away from you. <laughs> okay. Sounds fair. <laughs> um, I can say mine right up front. I think I know what I would do is I would actually kind of do a new kind of like cartoon streaming service. Like okay. there's all these old series that are going back from anywhere from like the 60s to present day that are just been lost to the wind. Like and have them all kind of rescanned in at least the best definition they can be. And just being able to have access to these things that have just really just no one remembers anymore. Like what? Um, but I mean, like you can even go going Tell back to the eighties. Like you can do like <laughs> dumb things like, do you know the last dinosaur or like oh, you yeah. know like what Mighty is- Max Denver, like or Denver, dinosaur. Denver. It was yeah. yeah. 
Like, but like, there's all these things like Mighty Max and just dumb things that you just don't think about anymore. Like, unless you have a cable subscription, you don't know what old Hanna Barbera cartoons That's look like, true. or like yeah. even going back to well beyond before that, like Tex Avery stuff and oh old like you know like yeah. you know, Disney like cartoons that were like Mickey Mouse and they they don't exist anywhere anymore. Like the only people that have them are the Disney Corporation, and they refuse to release them anymore. Yeah. Like, there's stuff that is just lost to the archives because of concerns of how that material will be viewed today or all these little things like mm-hmm. violence in cartoons. That stuff changed completely in the way that we kind of perceive them. Like, yeah. we, like the fact that the Looney Tunes cartoons are coming back in HBO Max, yeah. everybody's like, that was amazing. Like, we know Disney Plus, they're doing brand new animated Mickey Mouse cartoons um, oh, for the like, first time that they started recently airing. Oh, they, they did like, some they, recently, too. Yeah, and that's where the, they've been airing. Yeah. But, like... You know, going back to some of the old fun ones from like that we that were from like the sixties, like right. which would be really cool to see some of that stuff live again, like Garfield and Friends and all these other things. <laughs> the real Ghostbusters, seeing all these things continue to have a consistent life on a service and never go away. Yeah, that would be. And I think what I would do to make a draw is I would look at some of like do a special show from each era and do a re- like revival of one of those shows like a brand new like exclusive scooby-doo show mm-hmm. or like bring back like even if it's something dumb like yogi bear or just like <laughs> because like there's yeah. so many like generations that like everybody has nostalgia it's not just our our generation like everyone yeah. does um but being able to kind of like celebrate each era of cartoons and say hey like here's a special like on friday nights there's new episodes of all these shows coming back and just being able to do that, and when those seasons wrap up, then a new seasons can begin on new things. Like it's like we see things like My Little Pony came back, Shira yeah. came back on Netflix, all of yeah. these things. But like you have an opportunity to do that with so much more, and I think it would be cool. Bill, <laughs> ESPN eight the Ocho, <laughs> <laughs> just dodgeball tournaments all the time. Well, I mean, it would be it would be a whole bunch of different things. Uh, dodgeball. Uh, chess boxing. Um, <laughs> what else is out there? Probably like can jam tournaments. Um, curling? Are you going to do curling? Well, no. Curling is on curling's curling's to, too, right? So. Right? Really? Like curling, <laughs> things like curling, cricket uh, have gotten to things. like, you know. The, the, what about frisbee golf? Frisbee oh, golf would be on there. That has a place on your network? Okay, good. Overwatch tournaments. Sorry, just kidding. <laughs> uh, actually, yeah, probably. Yeah, even though they even sense. though they actually do get them on like ESPN2 now. Yeah. And yeah. on ABC as well. Yeah. Nice. And Disney XD for some reason. Mm, yeah. <laughs> With the teenage crowd. Sure. Right. I guess. Oh, that makes sense. Um, this is the demographic. Yeah. yeah. But no, I'd, I'd probably throw some esports tournaments in there yeah. too. Totally. Yeah. Nice. But it'd have to be like really offbeat esports tournaments. It would have to be offbeat esports yeah. tournaments. Like, so, like it's puzzle, it's, so puzzle fighter or yes, puzzle <laughs> honestly, it's just people playing moving for twenty hours a day. Oh god! Actually, you can do that already and just do watch that online. It's called saltybet.com. Oh god! Wind jammers tournament <laughs> that um, exists. That happens at Evo. But no, no. I mean, I'd, I'd love to do so. Yeah, you know, I, I would love to see something like that. Like, but it's already kind of there. Like. You know, Twitch is there for esports, yeah. mm-hmm. yeah. but kind of like, please, like, scale back on the Twitch chat, like, seriously. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little, it's it's a lot much. Yeah, oh. just commentators and done and done. Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, there. yeah, that makes sense. Coming back to you, fish. All right. Um, <laughs> so let's see. Uh, 
still stuck on the All Star Wars. I all like the, time. the All Star Wars all the time. <laughs> you know, what? Um, if you think I about think it, there's nothing there, wrong there's, with that. There's, there's enough, enough content. Con- yeah. There, there is enough content now with the Clone Wars. You got six hours. Uh, six Maybe you could release like the audio books um, too via that service. Yeah, no. No. Digital comics and motion comics were, were oh, well, cool yes. and a thing, and True. you could actually do some of those. That could be pretty Does cool. Does that work for streaming though? Yeah. Right. Yeah. They actually did it DC for a little while. They did it with okay. their streaming service. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I, they they've done a couple they of really cool ones. But yeah, you like think about it, you can bring the back the old books. droids TV uh, cartoon series. That was uh something else. Then they did Ewoks, Ewoks which was yeah. uh, the holiday special. You run you oh, run God. on 24-hour loops every Christmas. No, that's no, horrible. No, no. Why? You, you, you hide no, you take the good, you take the bad. <laughs> you, 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 you don't run at 24 hours. That's insane. <laughs> that is a detractor. Sorry, you do that in the it's middle true. of the year. It's that, life day. Sorry, that, I failed. It's you do not that Christmas. at 2 a.m. on the the third day after Christmas, so that way it's equidistant from Christmas and New Year's. There you go. We couldn't even deal with that with Rift Tracks. We yeah, we uh, we attempted to watch special. that with, with Rift Tracks, and it, it was, was still painful. Yeah, horrible. and they still. Uh, they, the funny thing is, we talked earlier about like taping specials on TV, and they still had the commercials, <laughs> and they were actually even ripping the commercials from the seventies, which was amazing. <laughs> yep. I think like I never really had much beef with Ewoks or not Ewoks with Wookies beforehand, but I think that made me hate them <laughs> because. <laughs> It was just. Constant. What was it? Lumpy and was, oh was scratchy. It was horrible. Probably. I think they were, were two atrocious. of them. And scratchy, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it half was... of it was in Wookie that they didn't even translate. You and are correct. Just yep. Babbling at and each ha- other and, and with no nothing. Lie, half of the Carol Burnett show horrible. is in that special, yes. and it's like, what is it's going the worst on? Thing ever. It's really Carrie Fisher is like drugged out of her mind. Oh, she's coked like... out of Gord in that show. Like it's insane. <laughs> it is. I mean, from at the time, beginning to at end. the time, yes, she was yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was from true. beginning to end. That special was. Something else. Yes. Well, because Out we're talking of this you, world. Yeah. Well, <laughs> because we're talking about really bizarre, like weird things. Let's get to our MFK. <laughs> so this month's MFK is Netflix, Disney Plus, and Amazon Prime. And if anybody is ready to go, if not, I can kick us off because I've already thought this through. I, I thought about it. All right, Jess, why don't yeah, you kick okay. us off? Okay. You you marry Netflix because <laughs> they've been so constant. Yeah. What? You know, listen to me. Listen. <laughs> oh. Listen. I can't marry Disney Plus yet, Bill. Okay? It's I don't enough. know if I can trust them yet. So they're good for like a fuck, but you can't ask me to commit at this stage. You can't. I'm not ready. You murder the it's- fuck out of Amazon, though. <laughs> It's so true. I'm going to just jump in now because I'm, I'm going to get this out of the I way. Was, I was very passionate about that. I thought it through. So I'm going to share your viewpoints about Amazon Prime. So Amazon. because you think about it, it's a really abusive relationship. Amazon Prime is that person that talks to you at like two in the morning, like, you know, what? you should have another drink. Then after that, let's go shopping. I think it's a really good plan. And before you know it, you're like, why do I have like 4,000 purple tube socks in my house? And like, my bank account's at like negative six. And this is not good. So I think, yeah, I, I think that one's got to go. You Netflix and chill because that's all you can do with Netflix because ultimately everything that you love about Netflix leaves you. So yes. it's worth a yes. good, it's worth a good fuck, and then you say we're gonna go our we're gonna go our separate ways. Oh God. And 
you marry Disney uh, Disney uh, Plus for a good reason because it already owns everybody else's soul. It might as well own yours too. You marry it's our Lord and Savior, the mouse. <laughs> The mouse. I'm not ready to commit. I'm not ready to make that commitment. Disney Plus needs to prove itself to me that we can be in this relationship. Obi-Wan Kenobi starring Ewan McGregor so as excited. a series. We, again, we have buying our love now. We it already well has my love. You know? so we might love. as well just say so, sure. <laughs> because think about it. That's the one net. It's the one service that's never going away once it starts. Oh, yeah. Right. Never going to go away. I'm already away. married to it for three years. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I would marry Netflix because I'm with Jess. It's constant and it's constantly original. There's new. They've been true. Yeah. And they're like, again, they keep things fresh. Like they're always (laughs) coming out with new material and things that I can't get anywhere else. Um, I would absolutely murder Amazon Prime because I detest every aspect of it i constantly don't know if i can watch it or if i have to pay for it and it drives me insane and then i would fuck disney but i definitely wouldn't marry disney because i feel like disney is like the popular kid and i want to root for the underdog like you can fuck them but you don't want to marry them (laughs) you 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 already are not a fan of disney we know this bill bill i don't Hold, hold, we'll let you wrap us up. Okay. Fish. All right. So I'm already married to Disney Plus. It's been established. All right. There's no you question. That is you, that is the correct choice. Um, you drunkenly so, gave it your money already. Ahead oh yeah, of time. no, he's given it the dowry. I mean, well, come on. Funny, funny story. I was drunk when I paid for it. But I, I, you have to go. Had to go through this process of getting a code, and the code was sent to you later that day. And by that point in the day, I was already like done for the evening and uh-huh. had drank a beer. So, you know, <laughs> I typed in my code and spent my money. Um, I'm all situated. <laughs> Amazon Prime. I'm gonna fuck because, well, I keep oh. it around every year. <laughs> But when it gets That's too much, awesome. I'll let it go. <laughs> and that Netflix, I did the axe to a while ago. That's fair. <laughs> Bill. So obviously, y'all know where I stand on who I'm going to marry. I don't know. Where I'm marry totally the mouse. in the dark. Because this is what you do. You marry the mouse. Um, even when it comes to like theme parks, you marry the mouse and you just fuck Universal. But you marry the mouse. <laughs> Um, oh no, Harry Potter World's pretty fucking yeah, but, awesome. But you yeah, can get but through that in two days. <laughs> exactly. It's still just yeah, a Disney you can universe. spend a weekend. It's a good wind fling. It's a good weekend fuck, but it's not a forever. No, it's a, it's cheaper on the weekdays. Oh, it's cheaper on the weekdays. <laughs> it's a weekday fuck. Uh, okay. So like yeah, instead fact, of the nice restaurant, it's like we're gonna go to a Chili's and we're gonna get this done and over with quick. <laughs> Chili's, Applebee's, anything the millennials are killing nowadays. Um. So yeah. So you marry Disney Plus. I'm torn because I'm not sure. I like what you just mentioned, <laughs> right? Fish, about Amazon Prime. You pay it year to year, and when it gets to be too much, you're gonna let it go. And I have <laughs> really, money. <laughs> I have really started to enjoy the stuff that Amazon Prime has come out with. It's been pretty good. <laughs> Mrs. Maisel. Oh I yes. Seen that. Yes. Jack Ryan. I haven't watched that. Either. Like it's actually. A good Tom Clancy adaptation. Awesome. Like, I mean, I appreciated Harrison Ford. Uh, what a Ben Affleck and his fucking 
Tom Clancy movie was shit. Um, uh, you're still forgetting one. Alec Baldwin. Also shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so. But Krasansky as Jack Ryan, fucking amazing. Nice. Fucking amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I'm going to have to go with you on this one. I'll fuck Amazon Prime. We'll keep it around from year to year. Why are you putting Netflix out of its misery? <sighs> Because something has to go. Netflix came in and disrupted the market and then stopped disrupting as much as they used to. Just because Netflix isn't new and shiny anymore (laughs) doesn't mean you can just throw it away. Well, 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 that's what I'm doing. Old things away because he's marrying marrying into the dowry on on the House of Mouse there. But the other thing, I mean, the other thing here is. I'm keeping Feels like next episode Disney three. Keeping the other, yeah, Disney harder. You know, <laughs> keeping the other part of Amazon Prime. You know, I do use my two day shipping and honestly, they could drop. They could drop the 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 video content. Oh, yeah, still whatever. I'd still pay for it. It still pays for itself at Christmas every year. It does. It really does. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Well, why don't we kick around the table? See what everybody's up to. Start with Bill. I'm going to say it again, and I say it every time. <laughs> I'm going to try to start streaming someday, Honestly, somehow. If you I haven't seen it yet, you. all I can think of is every time you bring this up is if you've never seen Jack Black's channel called Jablinski, <laughs> every episode he mentions that he's like, I was going to start streaming today, but still problems with the Elgato. And it's like, <laughs> he's been saying that for about eight months now. So. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Cat. Um, I have books coming out. You have to expand upon that. <laughs> okay. And, and, so the, and now we're just going to start moving on. The final <laughs> so. one in my uh, Tribal Spirits series, which is a Shifter Romance series, um, Forged Redemption, is coming out October 1st. And uh, I actually have the entire series is going to be coming out in paperback soon. And um, both of my Discord's Desire series books are also coming out in paperback, which is awesome. And you have a couple of con things coming up soon. I do. I'm going to be working at ECAC, which is um, East Coast Author Convention, and then Hollow Read, um, which is so they e- usually ECAC is in what city and when? Langhorn, PA, and it's the first weekend of October. And then Hollow Read is the last weekend of October, and it's in Ellicott City, Maryland. Yes. Okay. Jess. I am, but just a humble book monkey <laughs> peddling my books. But I also do some freelance editorial on the side. Please check out my website, jessicajrosana.com, R-O-S-S-A-N-A.com. Please and thank you. <laughs> Mike. Oh, um, uh, raising three amazing kids. Um, let's see. Uh, exciting things going on in my life. I'm sorry. I really don't. That's a big thing. That's okay. That's, yeah. that's. I mean, they just have back to school. Um, so that's, yeah, they, they're <laughs> that's back to school. Going. Everything's out, all chaos, and <laughs> yeah. um, and Lily wants to run role playing games. So yay, that's fantastic! I yeah, <laughs> so I gotta coach her through it. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a lot to plug. So oh god, <laughs> uh, you can always find me also at the other next level network show. Uh, it's DC Prime Time. We're about to kick back into our normal season in about one month's time. But next week we are going to be doing an episode on the return of Titans season two. Ooh, so that yay. will be uh, not this coming Sunday, actually. Um, so actually, sorry, this coming Sunday <laughs> when by the time you hear this episode. 
Uh, but the brand new shows will be kicking off, and I believe what this is going to be our final season of the show. So this season, I think we're calling Countdown to Infinite Crisis, and then we're going to be doing Crisis on Infinite Nurse and potentially uh, Fallout uh, right after that. We're nice. taking us through the rest of the seasons, but in kind of a more kind of tight little version of it. But in addition to that, though, uh, Ben and I from DC Primetime also just launched a brand new podcast today. Uh, it is called Still Afraid of the Dark. We're talking about Halloween family-friendly kind of material, and it's going to be releasing every Thursday through the months of September and October. And what we're doing is kind of taking some old content that needs lots of love again, but we're also doing something fun and interesting. So in addition to talking about a little bit of its history and kind of re-reviewing those films in today's modern standards, uh, we're also now making special drinks for each one of them. So everyone will actually have a cocktail made for it. And you'll be able to see a video of that up on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash the next level network, if memory serves correctly, or next level network. So make sure to check those things out. We'll uh, make sure to link that over um, on our Facebook page for Caffeine Crew as well. So you'll be able to check that out. Uh, so uh, I think the very first episode is on uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, which we talk about the book series. But we also mm-hmm. talk a review of a, the brand new film. The upcoming episode is going to be on Sleepy Hollow. So we're nice. looking forward to talking about that. So. Uh, but so make sure to check that out all through September and through October. Uh, it's only going to be a nine episode series, and then we'll probably think about bringing that back again next year. Uh, but next month we'll be back with um, our, I believe, our Halloween episode will be coming up. Or no, we have one more before the Halloween episode. So, um, so I'm not sure what we're talking about next. But then right after that, we'll be doing Halloween. So sweet. But with no further ado, we are going to say goodbye, and we'll see you guys next month. Bye. 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 <laughs>